Hey, everybody. Have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week and all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? Now, this week on Screwball, if we sound a little different here, um, that is because we're recording through Skype for this episode and probably the next, um, just due to some technical difficulties and just not being able to uh, to get together in person. Um, has kind of caused this episode to go a little delayed, and we just got to record through Skype here. Um, so if the audio is a little bit uh, lacking this week and next week, uh, that is through uh, just the reason through Skype. Uh, but the episodes are going to stay the same. We're going to continue our prediction series here, and we're going to move on to the NL. So naturally, we're starting with the NL East, which is, you know, we started in the AL East for the American League. So we're going back across the country from the East Coast to the West Coast. So the NL East here, um, you know, in my first kind of look through of it is a pretty good division uh, overall. I think that this is probably the first division we talked about where I think all the teams are pretty talented, uh, even what we consider like the worst uh, team here. So let's just jump right into it with what I think we both agree is the least talented team in the division is the Marlins. Now, uh, let me read off here the lineup and rotation before I get into it. But the Marlins projected lineup is... Corey Dickerson, Starling Marte, Jesus Aguilar, Adam Duvall, Brian Anderson, Miguel Rojas, Isan Diaz, if I'm saying that right, uh, Jorge Alfaro, and then the pitching slot, because uh, there's no DH this year. There's no universal DH, I should say. Um, and then the rotation consists of Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, uh, Eliza Hernandez, uh, Sixto Sanchez, Trevor Rogers, and Gio Gonzalez are kind of in the mix for the fifth spot. So first impressions of the Marlins, I think this team is pretty good. I think the lineup's actually the top four, five, even six spots are pretty good. You know, Jorge Alfaro's at the bottom of the lineup, but he's a great catcher, I think, at this point. He's a pretty, he's a little bit maybe of a higher end catcher because there's not many, there's not many catchers to really analyze. A lot of teams go with platoon roles or, or kind of just have the catching spot as more of a defensive position. So I think Jorge Alfaro's a good uh, piece there, even if he's at the kind of the bottom of this lineup. Corey Dickerson's good. Starling Marte, obviously, is a great player. Uh, Jesus Aguilar, if he hits the way that he can, he's going to be a big power threat in the middle of that lineup. Uh, Adam Duvall, great guy. He can hit some He can hit some home runs for you. Brian Anderson and Miguel Rojas are great hitters. Uh, they could both give you a lot. So I think the lineup's pretty good. Uh, the rotation, I mean, just to shout out Sixto Sanchez, he's kind of towards the bottom of the projected rotation here, but he's going to be really good. So you got guys like him and Sandy Alcantara, Gio Gonzalez, if he slots in at the bottom as a veteran guy, he'll help out the rotation. Uh, Pablo Lopez, Eliza Hernandez are going to be solid. They're going to be pretty good for them. Uh, so, you know, overall, I think the lineup and the rotation is pretty good for what we consider poss- possibly like the last place team. But I think that the, you know, without even going into the bullpen and the bench, um, I think that the narrative here, like we've talked about with other kind of uh, the weaker teams and divisions, is that the future, I think, is really good for the Marlins. And the fact that they made the playoffs last year and, and gave some teams some trouble, you know, I think is really encouraging for them, even though it wasn't expanded playoffs. And I think that they're just going to get better. And I think even though they're, I would consider them out of the four divisions that we're talking about here, I would consider them probably the best of these like last place, you know, 
least talented teams in the division. And I actually really do like this team. Uh, I think that they're going to maybe cause some problems for some teams. They may be like a, a, a spoiler team, you know, to beat some guys when some teams, when they're trying to vie for a wild card or something, and I could see them really causing problems. So overall, I, I really like the Marlins and I think there's a lot to like here and look forward to, you know, you'll get into the, I know you're going to get into the prospects um, more like jazz Chisholm um, and guys like that. Um, even if the, you know, I don't know if some guys are even considered prospects anymore. They may be on the team this year. So um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about this, the, about the Marlins team that we're looking at here? Yeah. Uh, the Marlins have a, you know, a pretty, uh, a decent team. Now, you know, they have some, some, some young players who were in the majors already and some, and some pretty good players, um, some pretty good veterans. You know, you got Sandy Alcantara, who's a good young pitcher, Sixto Sanchez, Pablo Lopez, you know, Rogers, like you mentioned, uh, Eleanor or Eliza Hernandez, like you mentioned, Anthony Bass was, you know, a guy they signed, Yemeni Garcia, John Curtis from the Rays, who was, you know, pitched well in the playoffs last year and down a stretch for the Rays. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross Detweiler, you know, he's been around for a while. He could, you know, give you a spot start or be a, a you know, a good, a good bullpen piece. Richard Blyer, you've seen him, or Blier. Um, we've seen him, I believe, with the Orioles in the past. You know, a good mm. guy to have kind of a veteran, you know, just a run-of-a-mill relief pitcher. Their pitching's, you know, is young, not not terrible, but they got some names there, especially, especially Sixto Sanchez and Al- Alcantara. Um, Anthony Bass is, you know, pretty good in the bullpen. So they got some okay pitching. You get the position players. Jorge Alfaro is one of the better defensive catchers and um, consistent playing catchers, you know, plays pretty much every day. Garrett Cooper, uh, he's been pretty good for, for the uh, the Marlins here, good power. Um, Jesus Aguilar, obviously, it's, he has great power. Jazz Chisholm is, a, is one of their, is their top prospect. Um, he's going to be really good. So you got him and, you know, Sixto Sanchez. Uh, they've got some young pieces there. John Birdie. Got <clears throat> Brian Anderson's mm-hmm. been there for a couple of years. He's very good. Very good overall hitter. You know, he could take a, I think it was a couple of years ago, he took a huge step forward. Then he had a little regression. But, again, a uh, very good player. Miguel mm-hmm. Rojas was fantastic last year. Uh, Corey Dickerson, he's always plays well. He just seems to get hurt. It's just his only problem. Yeah. Lewis Brinson, if he could stay healthy, <clears throat> you know, he's uh, he could stay healthy and, and just, uh, you know, get his bat to be more, a little bit more consistent. He's a pretty good player because defensively he's uh, very well. You get Adam Duvall, who's a great veteran player. You've seen him on uh, the Braves and stuff like that. He could play a little third base and then he outfield. He's, he's got great power. Stormont Marte is fantastic. <clears throat> he's a, he's a great player. Um, home runs, power, uh, you know, good defense, good steal bases. Average is good. I mean, he's a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got, uh, Magnesius, I believe his name is uh, mm-hmm. Sierra. You know, he's a he's a young player who plays. Um, you know, he's a good outfielder. He's a young guy, so you can see kind of what, what he develops into. Mm-hmm. Overall, I mean, they got okay pitching, which is young, and their lineup is 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 pretty good. It's not bad. Um, a lot of young pieces and a couple of veteran guys. Um, so they definitely got like a team that can you know push these good teams and and play and play pretty well. Um, but nothing, you know, they shouldn't in the longer season, normal season with these other teams in this division, it's going to be tough for them to really, uh, you know, win a bunch of games. It's pretty yeah. much how it is. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. But, you know, to get into some of their prospects, they have uh, Sixto Sanchez. Obviously, he's going to be in the majors. Then they have uh, J- outfielder J.J. Bleday, 
supposed to be very good. We'll see him mm-hmm. pretty soon. Another pitcher in Max Meyer. Um, we'll see, you know, all these guys are, are very good. Um, Jazz Chazon, like we mentioned, outfielder Jesus Sanchez, and pitcher Edward Cabrera. <clears throat> these mm-hmm. guys are all top 100 prospects. Oh, okay. They're all top 100. They have a great farm system. They have a great farm. They're probably top five farm system, I would say, in all baseball. Overall, the team, it's like I said, it's not the team itself is not bad. Pitching's okay. It's young. Lineup's not bad. Got some pieces that are young players, and they can play pretty well. Some veterans. But overall, they're not that great. Um, their big thing is they have young guys to so let them grow. And the veteran guys, they play well. They trade them away and keep building a farm system. That's pretty much where they're at. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of like I said, it fits the theme of these these teams we've talked about. Uh, these kind of like last place basement possibly dwelling teams. But like I said, I do think that the Marlins have a good amount of talent here, worth talking about, and that the fact that they have even more talent on the way, equal to, yeah, and better than some of these other teams we've talked about. I think that's a really good sign for them, and and um, I could see them kind of rising up in the division here and, and taking some, some top spots or at least, at least given headaches to teams like, you know, we're going to get into them, but the, like the Braves and the Mets teams that are pretty good right now. So, yeah, uh, you know, uh, if I'm a Marlins fan, I'm expecting a really good team here within the next two years, you know, something like that, especially if they start, you know, it is Miami. It's a pretty big market. So if they start signing people too, that, that always helps. So, uh, yeah, they got, they got a decent team, you know, <laughs> They can they can push some of these good teams. We seen them last year in a shortened season, make the playoffs, and then win a playoff series. So, um, you never really know, but you know, I can see them really mostly sitting around maybe 70 wins. It's just a very tough division. Yeah, that's true. There's there's going to be a lot of cannibalism of of records in uh in this division because all the, I think all the teams are pretty are pretty good. So, the next team that I want to get into that we kind of disagree on where they're going to place. Not that it's a big difference, but is the Phillies. Um, so the Phillies projected lineup I have here is Andrew McCutcheon, Alec Bohm, Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto, Reese Hoskins, Didi Gregorius, Gene Segura, Sean Kingery, and then the pitching spot. Their rotation consists of Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Zach Eflin, Vince Velasquez, Matt Moore, and Ivan Nova as options for the fifth spot. So the Phillies, I think this kind of starts, uh, which is speaks to the strength of this division. I think this starts us. You know, because the Marlins, I think, aren't really going to be contending for a playoff spot. You know, they they kind of snuck in with the with the expanded wild uh, the expanded playoffs last year. I don't think that they can do it this year. But I think that from the Phillies up, or what you have, you have another team in the four. What you would think is the four spot from this team up. I think all these teams could make a legitimate case for a wild card. And I think that's really impressive that even a team that I think is could be like a fourth place team could really give some headaches to some teams and and be pretty good. Because, I mean, you look at the lineup. I mean, Alec Bone, I think, is going to be a really big star. I think he's really good. Um, you know, I think, obviously, Bryce Harper, we know, is good, as long as he doesn't go through his cold stretches like he, he tends to. Uh, Rumuto's the best catcher in the game, so you got him. Uh, McCutcheon's a great veteran. He's a leadoff guy. He's, as if you know, if he can stay healthy in kind of his uh, upper age here, he's going to be great. Obviously, Reese Hoskins has got a lot of power, exactly what you kind of want out of a first baseman. Uh, Didi's a great leader, I think, or a great uh, clubhouse guy, and he's a great shortstop, obviously. And Gene Segura, you got him batting seventh, and I think Gene Segura's a great player, a little underrated, I think. So the lineup's good. And then, you know, out of the rotation, Aaron Nola's a great I think he's a, another really underrated guy. I think Aaron Nola's fantastic. 
Uh, Zach Wheeler, uh, I think, pitched well for the Phillies. I think getting out of, uh, you know, off the Mets for some reason for everybody always works. Uh, so it worked for him as well. And, you know, and then uh, from that, I think the rotation falls off a bit. I think their top two guys definitely are top two guys compared to the other guy. You know, Ivan Nova, Matt Moore, what do you get out of them? Vince Velasquez, you know, he'll be just kind of like a lower rotation kind of three, four, three, four ERA guy. Uh, Zach Eflitt's pretty good. I think that he's obviously better of the, the other guys I mentioned, but still, he, I don't think he quite stacks up to Wheeler and Nola. And then out of the bullpen, I think this is kind of where they made a big jump here was that their bullpen was, was pretty rough. Um, you know, for a few years, David Robertson just couldn't get his way on the field, you know, stuff like that, guys that they kind of really relied on. But now they got, you know, someone like Archie Bradley's pretty good. I think he's going to be closing games for them. Uh, Hector Norris is another guy that can close games. He's going to be a good setup guy. Brandon Kinsler, Jose Alvarado, I mean, Tony Watson. I mean, the list kind of goes on uh, the talent they have in, in, in this bullpen. I don't think it's like a, a top tier talent, but they're going to, they're going to uh, maybe save some games for, for the team with a rotation. I don't think quite is all that great. Uh, and then they got, you know, they got some depth on the bench too. They got guys like Brad Miller and, and Andrew Knapp uh, backing up for, for JT Romuto. So this team is, uh, it actually, uh, you know, when I think about the Phillies, I don't think, that they have all that much talent, but when you actually look at them and look at the depth chart and, and kind of analyze them a little bit, I think they're pretty good. Like I said, I don't think that they're going to compete maybe with some, you know, the top two teams I, I have, uh, we're going to talk about, but I think that they could sneak their way into a wild card if they play well. And I think that's, a, that's a legitimate possibility for this team. And then the next one we're going to talk about, I'm not sure you'll get it like you always do. You get into their prospect pool. I'm not sure where they stand with prospects anymore, but you know, if this is what they got and they still have some prospects to come and they can spend some money, I think you could even see this team causing some problems in the East. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're what you're thinking with the Phillies. I know you kind of had them a little high. You think of them a little more highly than I do. So uh, what do you what do you kind of think of with the Phillies? Yeah, I think the Phillies have uh, some really good talent, um, you know, second year under Girardi, too, where, you know, at least he got his feet wet a little bit last year or shortened season. I think the Phillies have some really good talent. They, they could really compete, you know, in the, in the East, and especially for a wild card team. You know, I had them sitting more in the third spot compared to the fourth spot. But um, they get into it. I mean, they have Aaron Nola, who's one of the better pitchers in the NL. You know, a true ace. Zach Wheeler, another guy who's really an ace. Um, so they have a two, you know, two great pitchers to start the rotation. Uh, Zach Eflin, who's really, he's a, a good middle of you know middle of rotation guy. Spencer Howard was a top prospect. So, you know, they definitely have a good rotation there. And then your your fifth spot can, you know, could be Matt Moore, uh, which we really don't know what the, what he's going to do because he hasn't been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince Velasquez, who is crazy, but, you know, he's he can really throw the ball. He's a very good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's just he's just crazy, you know. So you can get him in the rotation. You can get him in the bullpen, so we'll see. Um, and then you got Chase Anderson, who's another, you know, bottom of the rotation guy who plays, you know, very well. So. Mm-hmm. Their start rotation is not really not bad, especially with the top two guys and then uh, Spencer Howard, who's a top, pro- you know, one of the higher prospects. You can have possibility of three really, really good starting pitchers. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and then you get into the bullpen. Archie Bradley is a great pickup. Uh, Hector Norris is is really, for the most part, a, a good reliever. He's pretty consistent. Um, so ERA might sit around three, but you know he's a pretty good reliever and he's been a closer for in the past. Jose Alvarado is one of the better left-handed pitchers in baseball out of the bullpen some injuries last year and whatnot I have, you know, kind of, uh, people kind of forgot about him, but he's a guy who has great movement and throws a hundred, 102 miles per hour. Yep. Absolutely. So he's, he's fantastic. He's a great pickup. Him and Archie Bradley really helped fill needs for them. 
Then you have uh, Jojo Romero, who's been there uh, for a little while. He's, you know, okay, uh, middle relief pitcher. Relatively young still, I believe. So their pitching staff has gotten a lot better. Uh, their starting mm-hmm. pitching is pretty good, and their bullpen got better, which is a, was a huge need because they had like a nine-year array of the bullpen last year. Yep. So, um, but they get some position players. You got JT Realmuto, who's, you know, the best starting catcher or best catcher in all of baseball, um, and one of the better players in baseball. Um, power mm-hmm. can run, can hit, you know, for high average. So he's really good. I believe it's Andrew Knapp, the backup catcher. You know, he's been there for some time. So he's, you know, he's definitely a, a solid backup catcher, kind of like your Austin Romine kind of type guy. You don't mind having him go play some games uh, when needed. Reese Hoskins, you know, he kind of, he's weird. You know, he's got some great power, but there's times where he doesn't hit home runs. It's weird. But for the most part, he's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Miller, <clears throat> bench, bench player. Uh, he can play five, you know, five different positions. And then you got, you know, then you got Alec Bone. Um, who's a great was their highest prospect in the in the recent past here. Um, mm. He's got some great power. He played super well last year when he came up. He's got great potential. He can really crush the ball. Yeah. Um, then you got Gene Segura, who's just a consistent guy. Uh, you know, relatively high average, can steal bases, can play multiple positions. Um, he's a great player to have. Scott Kingery, a former you know high prospect for them. He could play all over the field, and he's been progressing every year. So he's been getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good to see. Didi Gregorius is a good guy to sign back. Uh, you know, he played really well last year for them. Uh, defensively, he's you know uh, one of the better defensive shortstops, and he's a great leader, like you said. But he's just a really good player. You got McCutcheon, who seems to be like a great clubhouse guy, a great leader, a veteran. You know, he could definitely help them this year for a longer season. Definitely some of these younger guys, he you know he definitely could work with them. Mm-hmm. Then you got Bryce Harper, who I mean. He's got all the talent in the world. He's the heart and soul of the middle of the lineup, and uh, really, uh, he's pretty much what the Phillies make the Phillies go round. Essentially, when he's playing well, the Phillies are, are very well. When he's in one of those prolonged cold streaks, the Phillies really struggle. Yeah. And then you got some other guys like Adam Hazley, who's a younger player. Who's you know he's gonna he's gonna play some outfield. He's gonna he's gonna play a decent amount to share. He's he's pretty good. And Roman Quinn, he's been there for a little while, so they got. You really have a relatively good lineup with some with some backup players. Rotation is pretty good. You got two great guys. Okay, you know, pretty good guy. And then I got prospects. You never know. Um, and the bullpen got better, which was a, a huge need for them. Yeah. So I think the Phillies definitely have some talent. And then you go into some of the prospects that like we always do. Uh, Spencer Howard, obviously. Then you have shortstop Bryson Stott. Mm-hmm. Pitcher Micah Bell. Another pitcher Francisco Morales. And okay. then another pitcher, Adonis Medina, who we've actually seen a little bit in the majors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of these guys are, for the most part, I mean, Howard, uh, Medina, you're going to see, you could see them. You could see them in the near future, if not this year. Their farm system's not bad. A couple of those guys are top 100. They're probably somewhere in the, you know, in the middle, the teens somewhere. But the big thing is they have uh, a shortstop prospect, which obviously Didi's kind of a stopgap. Yeah. And the rest of these guys are pitchers, which if they're starting rotation, which is a little issue last year, but their bullpen especially was issues. You have three, four prospects here that are pitchers mm-hmm. in their younger age. You can have them in the bullpen. And if they pitch well, obviously that could take this team from in the middle of the division to towards the top of the division because their bullpen really was the worst in baseball last year. And they still almost made the playoffs. So, you know, the farm systems is not bad. They have they have pitching, which is, you know, farms their their farm system built with pitching, so that's great to have. 
Uh, And the team's pretty good. So, you know, I got them. I got them personally more in a three spot. But uh, if they play, you know, kind of that we've seen them the last two years, they could definitely be more in a four spot. But if they play with some of the talent they have and actually um, that talent can step up and be closer to what they can be, they definitely could be uh, pushing uh, the top two teams in the division and uh, in the wild card. Yeah. It's kind of the same story with this, with the Phillies here. And then the next team we're going to get into, they kind of are in the same spot where, you know, if they play how they can, they can be really good. But the, the way that they do play, sometimes it, it makes you question, like there's some question marks you got to worry about, yeah. you know? So uh, with that, you know, the next team that we want to get into is the nationals who, like I said, I think a little bit more highly of the Phillies than the Phillies. You kind of flip flop. You think that this might be, they might be a little worse than the Phillies here. So the Nationals projected starting rotation or uh, starting lineup is Victor Robles, Juan Soto, Trey Turner, Josh Bell, Kyle Schwarber, Starlin Castro, Jan Gomes, Carter K. Boom, and then the pitching spot. Their projected rotation is Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, Steven Strasburg, John Lester, and Joe Ross. Um, now I think the main reason that I think that the Nationals could be a little higher than them is because if the rotation you know, there's question marks in rotation for sure. Scherzer's getting older. He's actually probably regressing a little a bit at this point. And Strasburg, you never know if he can stay on the field. Um, but if those guys do play, you know, if, say, Strasburg's pitching, he's pitching well, Scherzer pitches kind of the, the potential that he can, you know, uh, I think that the rotation's um, better than the Phillies for sure. Um, and I think the lineup is the same question. You know, you got Josh Bell now. Uh, you got Kyle Schwarber now. Those two guys could give you some really good numbers, some really good power numbers in the middle of that lineup. Or, you know, sometimes these guys tend to flat, fall flat on their face with, with lower averages and kind of not getting the ball out, especially Schwarber. Um, I think Schwarber is more the one you got to worry about there, but still. Uh, and then Carter K. Boom, I think uh, they think very highly of him, and I think that he was a pretty big prospect for them. And that's he's a question mark, too, where if he pans out, he's going to be a great player for you. If he Or if he doesn't and he struggles, then – there's potentially maybe three spots in your lineup that could flip flop between being really good guys and guys that struggle. So I think that's kind of where I, I sit with the nationals lineup is that, you know, obviously Juan Soto's a star at this point. He's awesome. Young guy, Trey Turner's speedy as hell. He's still got some pop and he's a, he's a great player too. Um, Starlin Castro, we, me and you always kind of really liked, I know you always, always like Starlin Castro. So he's, he's going to be good in that second base slot. Uh, Victor Robles got some wicked speed, and he's going to be a great leadoff guy. So the the lineup is great. And even Jan Gomes in the catching position. Jan Gomes is a good catcher. He's no you know JT Real Muto for the Phillies, but um, he's going to he's going to be a good backstop for them, and he's going to he's going to hit okay. Uh, and then like like kind of like I said with the rotation, if you get you know Corbin, I think he's going to be fine. But you don't know what you're going to get with Scherzer and Strasburg, and that's a big big question to have because John Lester at the bottom and Joe Ross further at the bottom ain't going to carry a rotation. You know, so you got to have those top three guys pitching the way they can. And then for the bullpen, a bullpen like the Phillies was a huge problem for them. They got Brad Hand this year now. He's going to be a great closer for them. And then you got guys like Tanner Rainey, Daniel Hudson, and Will Harris um, that could really get you, uh, you know, close some games out for you, kind of lock it down at the end there. Uh, but even they sometimes tend to be a little, a little uh, wishy-washy. So you got to, you know, you got to kind of watch there. Uh, and then on the bench, you got like, uh, you know, Josh Harrison, if he has, if he has a little bit of a bounce back, it's gotta be a little better than he's had in the past year. 
Um, and then Alex Avila, he's still hanging around. So he's going to be a pretty good backup there for Jan Gomes. And then they still got Ryan Zimmerman. He's still hanging around. So I, I, I don't know what you get out of Ryan Zimmerman at this point. But, you, you know, I guess for them, it's kind of like bringing Gardner back for the Yankees. It's just he's been there so long and you kind of want to not that you're throwing him a bone, but, you know, you kind of want he's been he's a big part of that team. So as far as the chemistry. So so I think for, for that reason, I think he'll, he'll be a little important. I don't know ability wise, though. So I think that the Nationals lineup overall can compete with the Phillies. But I think that ceiling wise, I think that the rotation is what separates the, them from the Phillies for me. But I think that the Nationals have a bigger um, set of questions and could have things go wrong more than the Phillies, I think. And although I kind of have them in the more optimistic side, I think that they could fall far. I think that if, if things don't work out, I think they could fall down in the in the you know in the standings here. Or like I said with the Phillies too, that they could be a wild card contender. I think that they could be that good. It's just we don't know. Like I said, what what do you get out of Scherzer, Strasburg, Carter K. Boom? Does he come through and be the prospect that you wanted? Do Schwarber and Josh Bell fill out that middle of the, the lineup? A lot of questions. So I think that the Nationals are good. I kind of want to root for them because I do kind of like the Nationals. Um, and I do like to see a real competitive division in the East. It's just uh, there's definitely legitimate things you got to worry about, especially with the, you know, the injury proneness of Strasburg. I think that's even a, maybe even the biggest question. So, yeah, that's kind of how, you know, what I'm thinking of the Nationals and kind of why I maybe have them a little higher regarded than, than you do. So uh, what do you what do you kind of think with this team? I know you had them a little just a, a hair lower than me. Yeah, um, the Nationals, uh, you know, they go into it. They have Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, John Lester, Austin Voth, and Eric Fetty. Those are uh, most likely your five to six starting pitchers. With Scherzer, obviously, he's getting older, starting to get some injuries, a lot of innings on his arm. Um, he'll, you know, he's still a very good pitcher, but, you know, you can start seeing a more – a, a smaller regression from him, especially with some of the injuries. So you don't know if he's going to be fully healthy all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Strasburg, again, he's never fully healthy. Um, when he is, you know, obviously one of the better pitchers. And then Patrick Corbin's kind of just uh, really, and most teams, he's a, a one of the, you know, one of the better pitchers and probably a very, 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 very good second, you know, second uh, rotation guy. So if he could consistently be good, and even if Scherzer and Strasburg struggle with some injuries and stuff, if you have that consistency, at least you have that one guy who's, you know, where he's solid. Yeah. Uh, John Lester's a good veteran. He kind of puts, he puts up literally the same stats on every team he goes to. If you're going to mm-hmm. go look that up, his stats with the Red Sox and stats with the Cubs are exactly the same. Uh, Austin Vault, the younger guy, you don't really know what you're getting out of him. And Eric Fetty, if they use him out of the rotation, those are younger guys who are just kind of filler you know, filler guys for the rotation, but you know, not, not bad, uh, not bad fit, filler guys to have. So then you go into their bullpen. Uh, they did get Brad hand. He's one of the best relief pitchers in baseball. You do have Will Harris, one of the better setup men in baseball in the previous, you know, past years. You have Daniel Hudson who national fans know. Well, he closed out the world series. Um, he pitched great that year. Um, yep. He's, uh, he's relatively a pretty good relief pitcher. And then you have Ryan Harper, who's a younger relief pitcher, who you'll see in the middle of rotation. So they pretty much have all, you know, the H fellas, I guess you can call them, because they're all their whole bullpen here is all H guys. They're all last names with H. That's true. So that, was, that was pretty weird. Mm. But um, pitching wise, uh, they just have questions on who's going to stay healthy. 
you know, how long they're going to stay healthy is their big thing. And, and then you got to look at, you know, who's filling out the bottom and how good is Lester going to be. And then those bottom two guys in the rotation, you just don't know. Mm. But if Scherzer and Strasburg can stay healthy, then you don't have to worry about the bottom of the rotation as much. If they can't stay healthy, then you need to worry about Lester in the bottom of the rotation a lot more. Yeah, for sure. The bullpen with Brad Hanna, Will Harris, and Hudson are pretty much that's a you know, it's a great seven, eight, nine combo or however you want to set it up. So they their pitching overall with health is, is very good, but it's it's the question mark of if, if there's gonna be health there. Mm. Uh going to their, their lineup more, Jan Gomes. You know, you kind of know what you're getting out of him. You know, he's more of a 200 hitter anymore, give or take, 220, a little bit of power. But not a bad catcher. Alex Avila is, is a good backup. Um, so nothing special at the catcher position. Uh, they did trade for Josh Bell, who's fantastic, uh, yep. two years ago. Uh, he was he was one of the best players in baseball last year. He definitely struggled a lot. But with a better lineup and, you know, a team that's going to contend more, you know, does that kind of light you know light the fire with him a little bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, switch hitter, who's, he's a ginormous ginormous guy who can crush the ball uh mm. like drive you hit pittsburgh in the rain like three feet off the ground smoke the center field wall never forget seeing that <laughs> um i mean the guy's great he's got some superpower he can play a little outfield if you ever really needed him to yeah uh sure. young guy you know he's he's very good uh brought Zimmerman back you know so i'll see what that does for the team because you know for the most part there's not much of that world series team left already but he's uh kind of like mr national so that could bring a little heart soul to the team too, as well, and bring him back. And you know, he's he'll be healthy from having the year off, so we'll see. You know, might be able to put up okay numbers off the bench. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you got Josh Harrison, who said he's got to he's got to play better than he has, but he's in the past has been very you know very good player, and uh, I like Josh Harrison a lot. Versatility, mm-hmm. and, uh, just a good you know uh, quick guy to you know to have in the lineup. Yeah. Luis Garcia, a younger guy, younger infielder, Carter Keyboom. Uh, you know, he's been a high prospect in the past. Uh, his prospect tag's kind of done at this point. He needs mm. to um, kind of show why the Nationals like him, and he he has great talent. So we'll see if he can kind of put that together this year. Trey Turner, young guy, great power – or great speed, I should say, pretty good power. Uh, top of the lineup guy, he's another one that sometimes has some injury concerns, but he's a very good player. you got to love Trey Turner. Yeah. Comes up in big spots, always comes up with a big hit for the Nationals. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Kyle, Kyle Swarber was a great pickup for them. They got him for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if he could just play close to what he's supposed to be, I mean, he's 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 fantastic for them. It's just, again, he went to the National League where he has no position. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. And you get Victor Robles, who's defensively very, you know, one of the better defensive outfielders. Great speed. If he can just, you know, make sure he's a uh, – continues to progress his offense, you know, continue to rise the average and on base and stuff. He'll be a very good player for a while. Sure. And then you have one of the best players in baseball, Juan Soto. You know, he's like 22 years old, 23 years old. He's fantastic. He yeah. can, plays great defense, great power, you know, gap to gap hitter, gets on base, high average. Um, he's pretty much the motor of the Nationals lineup. It's pretty much where they're at. And you put him with Josh Bell, Trey Turner, you know, Swarber can, do something. I mean, you got four guys there that are capable of being, you know, a real, real problem. Sure. Uh, and then, uh, you know, in the, in the backup outfield they've had for a while, Andrew Stevenson, he's been there for a while. He's, he's just a, you know, a solid backup outfielder. So the team overall, I mean, pitching wise, again, if they can stay healthy, they're, they're 
relatively got one of the better pitching staffs in the NL, even in the bullpen, if they could stay healthy, they have, you know, all, all in all their pitchings, you know, probably top five in the NL at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and lineup wise, they have some question marks. I, I think that's the big thing with me is, is there's not as much consistent or like, okay, we kind of know what they're going to give us like the Phillies have, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got Josh Harrison. We don't really know because he's been struggling in the catching position. Um, Swarber, you don't know, especially you don't really have a position for him. Mm. Uh, Carter Keyboom, you know, he's was a high prospect, but is, it, is he going to develop? So they have a lot of questions, I think, there compared to where the Phillies were. You know, Hoskins, you kind of know. Ramuto, you kind of know. Didi, Harper, McCutcheon, you know, those guys kind of are more like, okay, we kind of know what we're going to get out of them. Can mm. they shoot a little bit? Can they play better? Yeah, but we kind of know they're where they're going to, for the most part, where they're going to be. Yeah. Agreed. That's kind of where I feel there. But, uh, yeah, the teams, the Nationals have a, still have a good team. They do, they did lose pretty much their World Series team. You have, what, Strasburg, Scherzer, Zimmerman back this year, um, and Hudson. I mean, that's, that's, that's you know, Soto, Turner. I mean, there's, they lost a lot of the World Series team already. Um, yeah. And a big, you know, punch to them, really, is the fact that they lost Howie Kendrick. Howie Kendrick was a 300 hitter. He was going to play two, three positions, and he was just a guy who could put the top of the lineup, the middle of the lineup. You could sit him. He didn't care. He was just a great, great player. Um, yeah. And that's, that's really going to – he's he's really going to be missing that team because he was a guy who kind of always hit. And if someone was hurt, you, you put him in, and you, you were like, this guy is fine. We have no problem not having – you know, not missing our starter and putting Howie Kendrick in. So that's really going to hurt them. Yeah, absolutely. But – um. To get in some of our prospects here, as we always do, the first prospect I have here is a pitcher, Tim Kate. Uh, next mm. one, pitcher, Jackson Rutledge. Uh, next one, do you believe this? Pitcher, Cade Cavalli. <laughs> their next one, pitcher, Cole Henry. And their next one, pitcher, Andy Laura. So oh they're all pitchers. God. Wow. Which is not bad to have good pitching, but they have no other positions. So yeah, that's... that is uh, something to look for the Nationals because you have your top your the team's top five prospects are all pitchers and I believe like seven or eight other ten of top prospects are pitchers. Mm-hmm. So it's great to have young pitching and prospect pitching, but they have no versatility. There's no R. Right, we have an outfielder coming. We have an infielder coming. We have a catcher coming, especially a catcher for this team. It's all pitching, so it's that's mm-hmm. just a little. A little weird there, and um, for the most part, their prospects—they're they're not the greatest of prospects either. Yeah. So their farm system's okay. They're probably in the late teens, I would say, maybe mid-teens to late teens. But their big thing is they don't have the versatility in their prospect pool. Mm-hmm. So that's really kind of questionable. But again, if you're going to have one position to really have too many prospects up, pitching is really the one to have it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, Team's not bad. They have pieces. If the team starts falling, you know, they did a good thing by they had some young pieces. They kept some veteran pieces there to keep the team good. So they did a good job actually keeping this team competitive. But if this team does start to falter, they have pieces they could trade away in, you know, Josh Harrison, maybe Brad Hand, you know, maybe Lester, maybe, you know, Zimmerman. I would doubt Zimmerman, but, you know, some guys, they have some pieces they could trade away if the team starts to falter. But the team's got some talent. I just think it's there's a lot of question marks with them. Compared to where the Phillies, Phillies are a little bit more like okay, we kind of know 
some of these guys while the Nationals are like, okay, we don't know what they're going to do at this point anymore. And when you win a World Series, it is very hard to, to get back while the Phillies are still, you know, fighting and wanting to get there while the Nationals are, we won. And they're still kind of like rehabbing that, it seems like. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. I mean, they obviously did win the World Series not too long ago, so they're coming off a little bit of a, you know, a winning, you know, they have pieces of a winning team there. So uh, we'll see what they can do. Like you said, like, and I said it too, you know, they have a lot of questions. There's, you have to admit, if you're a Nationals fan, you got a lot of questions to, to iron out here and, and if it works out for them, they're going to be in the, definitely in the benefit. But if it don't work out, then they could be, they could be a rough season. So uh, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, the next team I want to talk about is to me, usually one of the most disappointing teams into their fan base. One of the most, you know, they consistently try to put up like the best, one of the best teams on the field. And then it just, something falls through. People start getting hurt, whatever. Obviously we're talking about the Mets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so the Mets, Starting lineup, projected starting lineup is Brandon Nimmo, Jeff McNeil, Francisco Lindor, Michael Conforto, Pete Alonzo, Dominic Smith, J.D. Davis, James McCann, and then the pitching spot. Uh, and then the rotation options are Jacob deGrom, Carlos Carrasco, Marcus Stroman, Taiwan Walker, David Peterson, Joey Lucchese, and Noah Syndergaard when he decides to uh, grace them with his presence. Um, so they have seven uh, options there, you know, for a rotation. And if say you slot Syndergaard there uh, day one, which, you know, obviously is, is not going to happen, but you have, you know, your rotation is DeGrom, him, Carrasco, Stroman, Taiwan Walker. It's a pretty good rotation. And I think that's why a lot of people are pretty high on them is that, you know, is the rotations good. Um, and their lineup is good now and it's got depth. So obviously, you know, obviously Lindor was one of the big splashes of the off season. It's not the biggest, um, James McCann was a great signing for them because they've had a lot of catching problems. You know, Jeff McNeil is probably one of the better second basemen in the league anymore. He hits very well. Uh, Pete Alonso, uh, if he hits as far as power, like he did in his first season, he's going to be a great middle lineup guy. You don't expect a high average from him, but that's okay. If he's hitting 40, 50 home runs, uh, Dominic Smith, uh, I think is, is very highly regarded anymore in the baseball community. I think he is a good player. Maybe a little, maybe in my opinion, a little uh, jumping the gun a little bit, maybe a little overrated, but I think he is very good. I'm not going to take anything away from him. Uh, then you got guys like Brandon Nimmo, Michael Conforto, J.D. Davis, these guys I think that, that Mets fans are very familiar with, especially coming up through the system. They're very good as well. Uh, Michael Conforto, I believe, just straight up jumped AAA, if I'm not mistaken, when he came up. So always very highly regarded as a hitter. Um, so the lineup, I think, from A to, a to Z, from 1 to 9, is is pretty damn good. There's not a big... Uh, hole in it in my opinion I think the rotation is solid one through five I think that if you got Syndergaard slotted in there with the likes of Carrasco DeGrom Stroman and Walker Taiwan Walker then you know and then your other options are guys like Joey Lucchese who I think has yet to really prove himself and could be fantastic uh then the bullpen I mean I mean you know you know Edwin Diaz is obviously (laughs) if you get more uh Mariners Edwin Diaz you're gonna be good if you get Mets Edwin Diaz it's gonna be a little rough but they got Trevor May, who's a way more solid, more consistent guy. Um, Dylan Betances is, is obviously still great. Uh, Seth Lugo is big for them. Uh, guys like Miguel Castro that fit in kind of in the sixth, sixth inning, seventh inning spot is going to, you know, eat some innings for them. And then, like I said, they got depth. You know, you got guys like Kevin Pillar, Jonathan VR, Caleb Joseph uh, as a backup for, for James McCann and Jose Martinez. And then there's there's an even bigger list than that. 
So I think that's a big thing for them is depth because this team, and, and this is what I want to get into while I'm talking so highly of them, they always seem to get hurt or guys don't seem to play to their potential or something goes wrong for the Mets for some reason. And I, I say it every year to you, and I've probably said it on the podcast, that the Mets have the best team on paper that just doesn't ever come through. You know, I mean, DeGrom in, in a lot of circles of baseball is almost as highly regarded as considered like the best guy, the best pitcher in the league. Uh, I think when he's when he's at his best, I think he he is or he can be. I think that he's definitely you got to have him in your top three at this point. I think he's fantastic. Noah Syndergaard's good, but you know the injury problem is is a consistent narrative with the Mets, so you got to worry with him. Uh, Carrasco's a great pickup, I think. He's a good, consistent guy, great guy in baseball. Uh, Marcus Stroman, if this team is a winning guy, a winning team, I think that he's a big guy for them as far as like a morale boost. And I think that even though he's going to pitch good, he's going to be okay. I don't think I think that what he does in the clubhouse and maybe for the team as like a rah-rah guy is, I think, a little understated. And Taiwan Walker, I think, is, is a great pickup as well. I think he's very good for the rotation. So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot to like here. Uh, I think they've been even projected as the best team in, in the in the, you know, in the division here. But uh, I, I have I have my worries with them because I always seem to be optimistic with them and they always seem to to, to drop the ball somehow. You know, little Luis Castillo reference there. Uh, so, so, you know, like I said, there's a lot to like, there's really a lot to like here. The middle of their infield is fantastic. The rotation's good. They got a, I think they have a consistent catcher behind the dish now. Um, the outfield's good. There's a lot to like, but you, you just got to, at this point, especially if you're a Mets fan, you got to worry that it seems too good to be true. And uh, if, you know, uh, I think that they are a legitimate wild card team. And if hell, if they play as good as they can, they could be a, a competitor for that for that top division spot. Um, but I most likely see them as a as a wild card team. And um, I, I don't know, you know, things could really go wrong for them or, or maybe this is the season where things go right. I don't know. It's that's that's consistently what is going on with the Mets is you just don't know. So that's yeah. where I'm at with them. Yeah, I mean, the Mets. The Mets will be the Mets. It's always kind of been the theory, you know? Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, on paper, one of the better teams, talent-wise, their new owner, new just feeling around the organization, the fan base. That's mm-hmm. good to have that feeling, to have that, you know, that, that, that difference. That's that's big. But there's question marks. And before I even get into the, the players, I mean, I think the question's really – revolve around look what happened with the GM recently and the Beltron still hangs over not so much but the GM Mickey Calloway that's tough to hang heading into the off or heading into the season that's just I uh, could it you know turn its head mm-hmm. uh, you don't really know and then I still I mean their manager uh, it's not a strength I don't think you yeah. know, I don't think he's bad mm-hmm. but, but all these talented guys and the, the personalities you know can this team can he handle it that's what you have to question. So, but anyway, to get into the talent and the, and the players themselves, I mean, Jacob DeGrom, one of the best starting pitchers in baseball, Marcus Stroman, but he's okay. Middle of rotation guy, uh, Senegard. We really have no clue what Senegard is, especially after injuries and some of his wild uh, wildness he's, you know, he's had in the past. 
Carlos Carrasco is somewhat of a, a consistent pitcher, more middle rotation guy at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taiwan Walker is is really good. Pitched very very well last year. He's uh, you know a, a very good young pitcher who had he was a top prospect back in the day. And Joey Lucchese, who I think is a great pitcher. I think he's really really good. I think he's going to be he's going to be maybe behind Degrom their best pitcher this year. I really wow. think he could be that good. This guy's got great, great stuff. Uh, very you know, funky delivery as a lefty. He's, he's really good. We go to their, their bullpen. Seth Lugo has just kind of been been the man out there. If you if you talk to Mets fans, you know they really love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go to a guy who they uh, Mets fans probably can't stand, Edwin Diaz. And yeah. you know I know some Mets fans who just it's it, he's just bad luck. It seems like mm-hmm. he'll he'll pitch so good, so good, so good. He'll hang one. Slider, he'll hang one change up, he'll miss a spot with one fastball, and it's a home run every time. Yep, that's the weird thing with you know, with Diaz. But um, last year, he really pitched pretty well, so it's a guy you kind of root for, Diaz, because he is pretty really good. And it's just you know, he, he you see him blow a save or something, and he just shakes his head because like it's the one bad pitch you throw, and it costs him everything compared to some yeah. guys who throw eight, nine bad pitches, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So they got Trevor May. It was a good signing. Familia has been there for, I don't know, 30 years, it feels like. <laughs> um, this is, what, his second stint there, right? Yeah. He went to Oakland and went back. Yeah. Um, yep. Talent uh we've never really seen him too much in the Mets uniform so far with some injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel Castro is a good pickup for them. Yeah. I've seen him with, uh, what, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that little bit of weird delivery. But then you got Giselman, who will see spot to start, uh, bullpen, just kind of see him do – uh, poor man's Lugo, I guess you could say, out there for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, so pitching-wise, they have you know really good pitching. It's just that you have Degrom, and then after that, it's Stroman after being hurt and really being more of a middle rotation guy. Crasco really more middle rotation guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Noah's hurt, so you don't know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, but he obviously could be at the high top of the rotation. But you don't know Walker if he pitches like he did last year. He's definitely your number two guy. Mm-hmm. Um, in the bullpen, you know, again, with some of these names, uh, Dallin, Matanzas, I mean, haven't seen him much. Velocity is going to start dipping for sure in his career. Yeah. Uh, Trevor May has been pretty good, but, you know, we'll see if that's going to be a consistent thing or if that was more like a one-year one, one year kind of thing. Diaz, does he get better? Lugo, mm-hmm. we kind of know what he is at this point. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So they have some question marks for sure, but their pitching is pretty good, and it's it's there's depth. There's five, six, seven guys in the bullpen. There's, you know, there's four or five guys in the rotation. So mm. they have some pieces, which is good. Sure. Uh, they can kind of overcome some injuries if they have them, which if you're the Mets, you kind of have them. It's just how it is. But to go into position players, I mean, James McCann was a good signing. Is he, is he the catcher we've seen the previous year or two? Or is he the catcher we've seen the four or five years before that? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like the Gio Urshela for the Yankees kind of thing. Is he that guy who batted 220, or is he that guy that's batting 270? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See with that. Pete Alonso, uh, great power. Can he, you know, make sure his average stays somewhat up and get better defensively at first base because defensively he's not that great at first base. Well, we'll see. You know, he's he's got a great power, but you got to be an all-around hitter a little bit if you want to be, you know, the best hitter or, or key to the team. Like he's supposed to be, you want to be a little bit higher average, but we could see that out of him for sure. Yeah. Um, Dominic Smith, for some reason, 
was ranked very high in that top 100 players list. He is a good player. He was a high prospect. He should not have been like 60 where he was. That didn't make sense because he's not better than Jake Flaherty or, or those guys. So I don't know why he mm-hmm. was there. But that's no, you know, that's not his fault. He's a good player though. So we'll see. It's just where do you place some of these guys, which is always the Mets' problem. They never have a guy that actually plays that position defensively. They always just put them in a position, and then that hurts them. It hurts their defense. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we are with Dominic Smith. Uh, yeah. really, he's probably a DH first baseman, but where do you put Alonzo? So then you go into their next player, Jeff McNeil, is probably one of their best, probably their best hitter, their pure hitter. You know, kind of like their their LeMahieu, their you know four years four year ago Daniel Murphy kind of player. Mm-hmm. He's that guy. Another one where you play him now. Mm-hmm. Are you going to play him at second, which is kind of more of his position, or are you going to put him in the outfield where he's not really much of an outfield? He's not bad in the outfield. He's made some good plays, but he's not really an outfield. He's more of a second baseman. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Jonathan Villar is a great, great pickup, uh, a backup who plays multiple positions, got some speed, switch hitter, does a lot of things. He's, a, he's the kind of backup you really want and really need. Uh, Jose Martinez, who, you know, hits the crap out of lefties. Yeah. Uh, He's been good in the past. J.D. Davis, this is their new Daniel Murphy where they he plays good for them, but they never want him. <laughs> they never give J.D. Davis the starter. Like, never give, hey, he's a starter. We want him. They're always like, eh, we can always upgrade that position. And then they're just like, eh. Yeah. J.D. Davis bad 290 last year. Eh, eh, yeah. Ever. But again, where are you playing him? Are you going to play him at third? Are you going to play him in the outfield? Does he have a real home? We don't know. The one guy you do know, Lindor. I think he. I think they're gonna keep him at shortstop. I think that's uh, <laughs> I think you could kind of write that one in. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, he's very good. He's gonna be a big piece uh, in a big market in New York. Uh, with that smile, you know, he'll go. He'll fit in there well. They just gotta sign him, otherwise they lose that trade for sure. Yeah. Uh, he kind of, kind of gives me them uh, the Reyes vibe with uh, with New York. Remember Reyes was young with the Mets. Yeah. With the big smile and stuff. Mm. Uh, I think he'll be a little bit more energetic and a little bit more fan friendly than Reyes was. Even not saying Reyes wasn't, but Lindor is re- I mean, really fan friendly and really, you know, ready for the camera kind of thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Brandon Nemo just just runs all over the place. Mm. Um, he's like force gum for this team. Mm. Uh, you get Kevin Pillar, great defender. Uh, Albert Amora was a pretty good pickup, young player, or mm. uh, relatively young player who just never really had a full time gig yet. Mm. Um, then you Conforto, who he came up, played really well, struggled a lot, and last year about like 330, which is a little, I think, <laughs> I wouldn't expect that again. But um, mm-hmm. definitely a 280 to 290 hitter, could be a 300 hitter with some good power. So um, he's a good player. So overall, I mean, their pitching's their pitching is good. Um, they got depth there. Their lineup is very good. They got depth there. The thing you got to worry about is who's who's playing where and how much playing time are you going to give. Mm-hmm. Villar's used to being a starter, you know. Albert Amora is going to want to start, you know. Kevin Villar is probably going to want to start. Jay Davis deserves to start, you know. Where are these guys going to play? What position are they going to play? How good is their defense going to be? That's always been a key, a problem for the Mets is their defense, especially with if Syndergaard comes back. You know, you need a good catcher because mm-hmm. they had issues that World Series year. They didn't throw anybody out at catching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have a good catcher with some of these guys who have longer deliveries to the plate. It seems to be their Mets kind of mantra but you got to find good you got to find positions for these guys to play you got to have a good defense who's their center fielder i mean if dominic smith's playing left field 
Let's say McNeil's playing second. Let's say Davis is playing third. Conforto's playing right. Is Almario starting center fielder? Paul R. You know, those are actually more center fielders. Because mm. Conforto shouldn't be playing center field. He's not a center fielder. Yeah. Uh, so you got to make sure you have a center fielder. You know, can you put Nimmo there? Probably, but you got to make sure you have a good center fielder who can actually hit. And the Mets have been trying to struggle with that because they had like Austin Jackson. They tried getting guys who were good defensive center fielders that couldn't hit. Mm-hmm. Now you have guys who maybe you can hit a little bit better, but play still good defense. Sure. So the hope is they can stay healthy. The hope is their pitching, you know, kind of rounds itself out. And everything kind of falls into place is the hope. Mm-hmm. But it's the Mets. And I, I don't know if that happens. I don't know if that happens with any, you know, a lot of these teams. I, I say the same thing with the Yankees. I say the same thing with, you know, any of these teams. you got to fall into place. But the Mets just have a bad aura in the past, I don't know, 15 years around them. That this stuff just never works out. I know. But I know. count-wise, they have a great team. Definitely could push this division. Definitely could win this division. and should definitely be a wild-card team. But you never know. That's that's the thing with the Mets. You definitely never know. But new new ownership and stuff could definitely turn that. So, but to get into some of their prospects, uh, shortstop Ronnie Mariko, uh, catcher Francisco Alvarez, which is always got to have, you always want to have a good prospect shortstop and, and, and prospect catchers. Third baseman Brett Batty, or Beatty. You know maybe they get a, <laughs> maybe they get the next David Wright. Who knows? Huh. Um, pitcher J T Ginn. And pet pitcher Matthew Allen. So the farm system is not bad. Again, you probably heard me say this a thousand times. They're probably in the just maybe just outside the top ten mm. farm system. I would say probably sitting right around tenth, somewhere in that area, maybe in the early teens. But definitely not a bad farm system. They have a good spread of positions, unlike the Nationals we've seen. Um, you know, shortstop catcher, third base pitcher. So they have a good spread. And a team, like I said, has some serious talent. They just got to flow together. The manager's got to be able to handle it. They got to stay healthy. And, you know, the New York lights just can't be too bright for some of these guys. So we'll see. Tough division, but Mets have a really good team, and they should be, uh, you know, should definitely show some excitement and bring some excitement to the fan base. Agreed. It, you just don't know with the Mets anymore. You never know. They're just – something always seems to happen, but we'll, we'll definitely see. I do think that they should be a wild card team. They really should. But – so that leaves the last – team here that we haven't talked about and that's the Braves so the Braves uh projected starting lineup is Ronald Acuna Jr. Freddie Freeman Marcelo Zuna Travis Darno, Ozzy Albies Dansby Swanson Austin Riley and Christian uh, Apache and then the pitching spot their projected rotation is Max Freed Charlie Morton Ian Anderson Drew Smiley and Kyle Wright I think we both agree, and we kind of thought this last year with the Braves, I think that they are just about one of the better teams in baseball. I think they are fantastic. I think that they are underappreciated by a lot of critics and and, uh, baseball writers. I think that they are um, usually given the second spot to the Mets here in the division, which isn't, you know, it's not a bad take. It's not like the Mets aren't good. It's just, to me, I think that the Braves, I mean, they came, what, one game away from the World Series last year against the Dodgers, ended up winning it, so... Not for nothing, but that's that's pretty damn good. I think that they have uh, an even better rotation this year because the rotation last year was just the biggest question mark they could have. Um, you know, you got guys like Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson, these young guys who are fantastic. I mean, especially Ian Anderson. 
And you pick up Charlie Morton. I mean, Charlie Morton's just uh, talk about a guy you want in the playoffs. Fantastic. Max Fried's great. And Drew Smiley's a nice veteran guy that can that can fill out that rotation. So the rotation is just this year compared to last year, infinitely better. I think that they're they're just fantastic. And what do you say about their lineup at this point? I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. is one of the superstars of the game at this point and can just absolutely he mashes the ball. I think he had the furthest home run last year, which is pretty uh, unbelievable when you look at Acuna because he doesn't look like the guy that would hit like that. But he's just got such a nice swing. One of the best center fielder center fielders in baseball. And then right behind him, you have Freddie Freeman in the lineup. I mean, Freddie Freeman's just about one of the best first basemen in the league, if not the best first baseman in the league. Freddie Freeman's all I love Freddie Freeman. Um, and then and then again, you right behind him, you got Marcelo Zuna, who we thought was absolutely snubbed for a finalist, at least a finalist for MVP. Uh, just about triple crown guy last year. Uh, even even though it was a shortened season, just about triple crown. And in my opinion, should have been at the very least should have been considered for MVP in the top three. Then you got, uh, you know, Alzi Albies at second is a fantastic uh, switch hitter guy. Travis Darno has really turned it on in this kind of point in his career. Uh, was kind of hitting and playing like he was supposed to when he was a prospect. Dansby Swanson just continues to get better. Young guy. Uh, Austin Riley, you have some concerns about, but overall is pretty good. And Christian Patchy, they compared to the, you know, they compared to Andrew Jones an awful lot. Uh, that I've at least that I've heard, and although I, I have yet to really see anything like that, I think that if there are comparisons there, I'm sure there's there's where there's smoke, there's fire, and uh, you know I think he could maybe play to some sort of level like that, where he's a you know good defender, good hitter, kind of a big guy in that lineup. So if you're what you know, because the ninth spot is the pitcher for the NL, but if your eight guy is a guy that has been compared to Andrew Jones, I think you're doing okay. So the lineup's sick. Uh, the rotation, I think, just got better. And then when you go into the bullpen, you got guys like, I think that this might be a little bit more of a of a concern for them. You know, out of the bullpen, you got Will Smith, uh, Chris Martin, uh, Tyler Matzik, A.J. Minter, Josh Tomlin. So these guys that are good, but not like, I wouldn't say that uh, if I'm on the opposing team, I'm fearing these guys coming in. I think they're good, and I think they definitely have some value. And I think that they're going to close out a, quite a few games for this team, but I'm not super intimidated as like, you know, that for the nationals. Now they have Brad hand for the Phillies. They got guys like Jose Alvarado. Like these guys are, are, if they come out of the bullpen for me, I'm kind of worried a little bit. So the bullpen, I think is a little bit of a concern, but that's for a team like this. That's definitely something they can do for the trade deadline. Maybe even someone out there that they can go sign before the season starts. So there's definitely options with the bullpen. And then as far as, as depth, you know, off the bench, you got guys like Ender Enciarte is, is although has been, uh, you know, has shown a little bit of a struggles here, is great. Uh, Jake Lamb is is a great guy to have off the bench. Yohan Camargo, these guys, uh, you know, add a lot to the, to you know, the two guys, the two latter guys, Lamb and Camargo, add a lot to the infield depth. And then Ender Enciarte, you know, although Acuna and Ozuna, Ozuna are going to play most of the time, barring an injury. You know, that could, he could slot in and be a defensive replacement for Ozuna if he needs a day off. You know, because Ozuna obviously has had some fielding concerns. Um, so he, you know, so he fills that role well. But, you know, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about this team. I think that they are under uh, appreciated, undervalued in a lot of projections. I think that they are short, you know, they got the short end of the stick sometimes. And I don't see what people are, 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 I don't understand what people are not seeing in this team. 
I think that they are bona fide, the best, the most talented team in this division. They are probably what, a, you know, a top four, top five team in the league. You know, you got other teams like the Yankees, Dodgers, White Sox, and Padres teams to worry about there. But I mean, like I said, this team came one game away from the World Series. That doesn't just happen, you know. That doesn't just fall out of the sky. I mean, this team is very good, and they will be good for a while, I think, here with the young guys like Albies and Acuna and Freed and Ian Anderson and Kyle Wright just coming up now. You know, I, there's I don't know what you don't like here. I don't know how you could possibly see them anything less than one of the best teams in the league. So, uh, you know, I, we, we both think very highly of the Braves. So uh, I know that you're probably going to – have a lot of the same sentiments here that I do, but I'm curious. And then you'll, you know, I'm not sure where their prospect pool is at, so you'll have some more on that. So what do you, what do you kind of think? And I know we, we agree that they're, they probably got the most talent, but what are you kind of thinking? Yeah. I mean, the Braves have a great team. I think um, I want to just start with the Braves. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is that they lost uh, a great leader to this team this year by not re-signing and, the decision by Nick Marquez to retire. Nick Marquez announced his retirement yesterday. I love Nick Marquez. He's one of my favorite players. I thought I was hoping he would just keep playing and, and get to that 3,000 hit mark and be a one-time all-star, and people just didn't understand how he got there. But mm. a great leader who really helped build this team and kind of was a a benchmark, I guess you could say, or, or a backbone to this team, especially last year, even when he started the year not you know opting out. They struggled a bit, and then you came back, and that kind of was a turning turning point for them earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that kind of affects them. But, I mean, to get into the players, I mean, they got uh, Soroka coming off of injuries. So hopefully he's okay. He should be. Max Fried mm-hmm. or Max Fried's fantastic. Fantastic, great young pitcher. Charlie Morton, veteran guy, especially good in the postseason. Ian Anderson, I mean, he was he literally was unbelievable in the postseason, so – at the very least, you got a little, uh, you know, postseason, uh, some postseason magic guys out there. Mm. Um, Kyle Wright, as you mentioned, another young guy. I mean, their whole rotation here, if you, you know, Charlie, you know, except Charlie Martin, are what, 25 years old, 26, 27 years old at the most? Yeah, young guys. Yeah. And then you got Drew Smiley. There's nothing wrong with Drew Smiley. He's mm. been a, uh, you know, a, a pretty good pitcher uh, for a bullpen or starter, just kind of a, a guy you want, you know? Sure. And we're going to be like, ah, I don't know about your smile. It's always like, yeah, I'll take him. Yeah, sure. Uh, sort of starting rotation. And there's a little bit of questions because Soroka, you know, coming off an injury. But, and then there's Anderson and Kyle Wright. You know, they obviously pitched really well last year. Um, and they can continue to build off of that. But the rotation is very, very young. The rotation's not much of an issue. There's something they can make a move if they needed to. Maybe bring Cole Hamels back again. Uh, trade for a guy. So they could do some stuff there with them. But it's definitely not a big need for them. It's 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 pretty solid. In the bullpen, you got Luke Jackson, who's been a closer for them in the past. Pretty good pitcher. AJ Minter's been pretty good. Grant Dayton, again, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you got what Sean Newcomb, who's been a starter and out of the bullpen. Either way, he's been a, a solid pitcher. Josh Tomlin, I believe that's what Chris Martin they have out there. Yep. So I mean they have. A pretty good bullpen. Nothing's too special, but there's still bullpen guys out there, and they have the pieces of trade to go get a, a number one reliever if needed. Yeah. But their bullpen's definitely manageable. It, it holds up. It's middle of the pack for the NL and for the league, probably. You know, they lost Mark Melanson, which hurts. 
Mm. Um, lost Shane Green unless they sign him, sign him back at this point. That hurts them. Mm. But their bullpen is pretty much where it's been for the for the last couple of years. It's just it's okay. It could get better, but it's it it does the job. And their starting rotation has gotten better. So at the very mm. least, your starting rotation got better, but the bullpen maybe still kind of sits in the same spot. Mm. They also have uh actually Bryce Wilson out there too, I believe, who's another uh, pretty good pitcher, uh, younger guy. So. They, they're okay. They're okay. Bullpen wise, mm. start start rotations you know, definitely a lot better, but not bad. So their pitching's uh, you know, pretty solid. Um, to get to their lineup, this is where they're you know, this is what they're this is their bread and butter. Uh, Travis Darno, who's really been a, a great player since kind of since leaving the Mets, oddly enough. Freddie Freeman, <laughs> you yeah. know, MVP. I mean, he's fantastic. He's One of the best man. players in baseball. Yeah. One of the best defenders at first base. Yep. And one of the, the great guys you want to you want on your team. Sure. Uh, Jake Lamb, he's a great bench player. It's definitely a good piece to grab because he's played well. And a couple of years ago, he was really really good in some injuries, mm-hmm. but can play both corner positions, has some power. Ozzy Albies, if he can keep that average up, you know he's been kind of struggling. You know his average hasn't been as high as you would really like it. You know switch hitter. You know he's kind of he's better from one side to the other side, but if he can. You know, get his average back on track. He's, you know, a really good player, one of the best second basemen in, in baseball. Wilson Riley, who was a top prospect, uh, he can mash the ball. He has unbelievable power. My big concern there was I don't think he's that good defensively at third base, as we've seen. Mm. Um, and he has a lot of swing and miss and, and and stuff like that in his game. If he can cut down some of the swing and miss and, and, and progress at third base, obviously that's that's fine. But I thought that was the Braves should have made a move at third base to bring a third baseman in. Um, mm. And with the pieces they had, they could have made a move for like Orinato. They really wanted to. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But the team is, you know, he's fine over there. Riley's not bad. It's just, you know, I thought, you know, he's he's, he's just got to cut down some of the swings and misses and work on his defense for sure. Yeah. Uh, Dancy Swanson has grown immensely. He's one yep. of their best players. He's a great leader for them. Uh, probably their one of their best hitters on the team, Marcel Zuna. I love Marcel Zuna. Really was your NL MVP last year. You almost won a triple crown. He can mash the ball. He's got a sweet swing. It's just straight, a level swing. Crushes the ball. Um, defensively, he's okay. He's probably maybe average, maybe just below average. Offensively, he's one of the better offensive players in baseball. But mm. he's, uh, you know, he's a real cog in the middle of the lineup. And you have Acuna. I mean, all right. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, what's he top five hitters in all baseball top five players in all baseball yeah. uh, run could play defense he'll play multiple positions in the outfield uh power i mean just just exactly what you want i mean he's he's fantastic he's great yeah. he's he's the braves mike trout i mean he's mvp candidate every year you know he's gonna him at freeman acuna uh sorry acuna freeman azuna in the middle of the lineup and then surround them with guys like Aubies and, and Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley. I mean, you have three just super power, super great hitters in the middle of the lineup. And then you have other guys who are, are good at their job, kind of mm. kind of offensive guys. So they have a great lineup. NCR, they coming off the bench or pinch running or pinch hitting. I mean, he's not bad. Defensively, he's very, very good. One of the better defender outfielders in the NL. Mm. Um, he's just struggled offensively in the last couple of years, but definitely a good player to have. As you mentioned, Carmargo off the bench, another guy who can play multiple positions. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a, a pretty good pretty good player as well. He's mm-hmm. still pretty young. So our team is, I mean, the team is built 
offensively, their team is, is stacked. Mm-hmm. Starting rotation-wise, the starting rotation is pretty good. It's young, so they definitely you know can grow. It could be a little bit better, maybe. But their starting rotation could obviously, with some of these young guys like Anderson and Wright, and and, and how good they they pitched, they that could be arguably the best rotation in baseball. Sure, but definitely. The potential they have. Mm-hmm. Bullpen's okay. That's that's their one concern. Is probably their bullpen. Um, but it's not bad. It's it's definitely serviceable. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that offensive starting rotation, you definitely get by with that. Oh yeah. To get into some prospects, uh, you mentioned uh, Christian Apache uh, or Apache. You know they they talked about him. You know possibly being a starting outfielder. I can see that. That's fine. I had him. I didn't put him on the starters because I didn't really know where they were putting him, and I knew I was going to talk about him as a prospect. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his comparisons are Andrew Jones. Um, so if he could just be, you know, live up to some of those comparisons. I mean, geez, they have another great outfielder to add to the mix out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, you can have some of these guys you could trade away for a reliever if needed. Because they have another outfielder coming in Drew Waters. That's right. Fantastic. Yep. So you have great depth in the outfield. So someone who could be traded if needed for a relief pitcher or starter pitcher or both. You know, then pitcher Ian Anderson. You know, as we talked about him, catcher Shea uh, Langliers. So gotta have, gotta have a good prospect catcher. Mm. Um, and then another catcher, William Contreras, who uh, we know as, you know, uh, Contreras is uh, the Cubs. Contreras is his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And he's a you know higher up prospect. So their farm system still pretty good. Ashe Waters, Anderson, Shea Langlier. I mean, they have a pretty good performance system. It's not as great as it was. It was the number one farm system for like eight years. Yeah. I, I would say it's probably pretty close to a top ten farm system, at least. I would say it's, it's I would say it's probably in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the farm system is still great. The team is built still. Um, the team is great. They can use somebody's farm system, somebody's bench guys. They can go get a couple pieces when needed, a couple free agents still. So they still have a lot of options they could do to build this team up even more. But this team is definitely um, a World Series contender. They should be able to take the NL East. They will have a fight on their hands for the NL East. But by the division getting better, that's only going to help them. Mm-hmm. Help them be oh, okay. I got it. You know, we, we're playing playoff teams all year long. But the Braves are the Braves are a really good team. Last year they're one game away. So you could pretty much I would say you're, you're pretty much unless there's some crazy injuries or something. Um, you could pretty much pencil them in at least to the NLCS. That's pretty much where this team is. And they're really World Series bound. And this could be a team that could be World Series bound for five years. Mm-hmm. So the Braves are great. I think they win the division. Yeah, I mean, worst case for them, I think they're they're, they're the number one ball court team. And, I mean, if you are if you win a division and somehow you get stuck having to face the Braves as a ball court team, you're just, that's just bad luck. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, we definitely agree on them being the most talented team you know like we've talked about the offense is sick i think the top three guys like you said with acuna freeman and ozuna i would i don't know how much better you can get than that rotation just got literally just got better so a team that just missed the the world series uh, in my opinion just getting better um obviously shout out to nick markakis retiring tremendous career i think very underrated career Obviously, that's like the biggest loss for them. But overall, I think they did nothing but get better. 
And uh, they kind of did need to because they do want to get over the hump, but they do also need to keep up a little bit. You know, the Mets made a flurry of moves with that new owner. So to keep up maybe even a little bit with them and stay atop of them, you know, they had to do nothing but get better. So a lot of optimism for them, a lot of optimism, I think, for a lot of teams in the East here, probably one of the better divisions in baseball, if not the best overall uh, division, may not have the best team or teams. You know, we'll, we're going to get to the, the NL West might hold that crown with the top two teams, but overall as a division, I think this, this might be the most talented division in baseball. Um, and so I think a lot of these fan bases uh, have a lot to look forward to. And I think that you could even look at maybe some, uh, maybe not like a 100 win team or even a, a 98 win team, because I think a lot of these records for these teams are going to get cannibalized by each other. I think that, you know, the, all the teams are going to play each other hard. And I think that um, the division may even be closer than you think. So, uh, a lot to look forward to, and I think that uh, I'm going to particularly keep an eye on this division. So that's that's kind of all I, I got on, on on them. Like I said, shout out to Nick Markakis. Uh, we both love him. And the fact that he's retiring one all-star game is just, I don't know how that happened. But uh, especially a guy, what is it? What is he? I think I've seen a statistic. He's eighth all time in right field appearances or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he longevity, it's fan, yeah. he's just fantastic. Consistency, you know, was there to get the ball. To, uh, he was there to make the Orioles good. He was here when the Braves were bad to make them good. Yeah. Um, 15 seasons, one All-Star game, which was like two years ago, just about 2,400 hits. He has the record for most innings or most appearances in right field without an error. One of the best offensive outfielders we've seen. Consistency was his big thing. He always was consistent. He was like a 280 something hitter every year, some home runs, stolen base here and there. You know, I, I think he had a couple more years he could have played and he could have got right up there at the 3,000 hit mark and it would have been one of those guys. Do you put him in the Hall of Fame? Did these uh, idiots that vote mm. for this put him in the Hall of Fame, even though he has 3,000 hits? Or they used to think, oh, well, he doesn't really look like a Hall of Famer. That stupid idea. Yeah. Because Nick Arcakis is, is a great guy, too, off the field. Um, mm. And, um, you know, just a stat to, to leave you with, with him is he had more hits than he had swings and misses in his LB career. That's fantastic. How many people can say that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had, he had uh, I think he had like 500 more hits than he had swings and misses. And I seen that uh, on, on, on Twitter from Ryan Spader, who, who posts a lot of stuff about Nick Marcakis, because, again, he, he, he loved Nick Marcakis, too. Um, so I seen that those stats that he was posting, and that was one of them about his swings and misses. I believe someone else, uh, some other places have uh, were posting that too. Some other other things on Twitter mentioning his uh, his uh, lack of swing and misses. That also counts uh, foul tips into a glove they consider as a swing and miss. Oh, okay. Uh, those stats. So if you add those foul tips into the glove and swings and misses, he had about 500 more hits in those in his career, which is impressive. That's awesome. Um, to uh, just give you a little background, they didn't always have those stats. It's not something they always tracked. But when they started tracking those stats, um, I think Tony Gwynn had about 1,000 more hits than he had swings and misses. Oh, well, yeah, that's the first guy I thought of. <laughs> but they didn't track it for his whole career, but from the part they did start tracking it. So to give you an idea, he had 1,000, and Marquez had about 500. So um, obviously I'm not saying he's Tony Gwynn, but it's that type of hitter. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean, you know, Nick Markakis is awesome, and I uh, wish him the best in retirement. So, 
but uh, uh you know overall I, I got nothing really else here so unless you got a little bit more you want to add to any of these teams i know you got the trivia question that we got yeah yeah no, the only thing i'm gonna add is the NL East is one of the best divisions in all baseball um and it should be exciting to watch especially uh being the NL East and all these teams other than maybe the marlins are relatively close to you know where we live um maybe the braves so we're kind of in this area where all these teams with these fan bases. So it's kind of uh, exciting uh, to see them battle. Yeah, sure. But, um, to get to the trivia question now this week, uh, obviously keeping it uh, relative to what we're talking about. Um, I wanted to do who has the first hit in Marlins team history. Their first game was April 5th, 1993, their first, you know, regular season game. So you can take a look at some of those guys who are on that team or take a, you know, Think about who was on that team. But the first hit in Marlins history, again, April 5th, 1993, was Brett Barbary. Yep. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that team had some some guys on it, too. Um, as you know, they won the World Series a couple years, you know, four years later, five years later, you know, they won the World Series. Or not five. Uh, you know, a couple years later, they won the World Series. You know, I got Renteria and the fellas. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was something that was um, a little bit of a surprising name. And, uh something that a lot of our listeners probably remember or, you know, maybe knew. So I wanted to keep it kind of uh, relative to the episode. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I had no idea. I, I didn't even have a guess. I don't know the Marlins history that well. Maybe hardcore baseball or Marlins fans could be able to get that, but I, I had no shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a good one. But all right, that's that's all I kind of got for this episode, you know. There's nothing really, I don't know if there's much new and noteworthy. I mean, obviously we got spring training baseball going on and we're getting close here. So, you know, that's, that's always something to be happy about. So unless you got any news you want to bring up or anything final, we'll just uh, wrap this up. No, no. The only thing I want to mention is yes, spring training baseball is here and, and playing and that's great. And, uh, my season baseball is right around the corner. Warm weather. Uh, I'm a little bit of show will be coming out in about a month and, uh, Fantasy Baseball or Fantasy League starting in a couple of weeks, so we'll have that draft, so that'll be fun. But, um, yeah, we just, you know, we got delayed with this episode with some technical stuff and some issues. So, um, you know, we'll have this posted. Um, I'm not sure exactly, you know, when this – but um, we'll have both episodes this week posted. So, yeah. Uh, and then after this week, we should be back – we should be able to figure it all out and be back to normal. Uh, yeah, it should be, yeah. But – um. Yeah, if you have you know any issues or questions or or you know wondering what's going on, you can just check our, our Twitter or Facebook. I think we have we have posts on there kind of explaining it and when we're going to do things. But um, we'll be you know the episodes will stay the same. We'll be Skype next time too. But um, next week you know next week we'll be kind of back to normal. Yep. Yeah, I'll try to get this episode up uh, as soon as possible, and uh, and then yeah, we'll be kind of back on a normal schedule after that. So not too much to worry about. Just some you know. You know how it is. If you, if anyone out there records a podcast for yourself, you kind of know how it is. So, so that's that's kind of it. That's uh, all I got for the for the East in this episode. So, all right, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen to this podcast on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at real Mike Lepree. You can follow me on Instagram at Mike Lepree. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ftubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.